This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. You're now listening to Boomsies with Dan O'Toole on the Bet Rivers Network. First person in world history to go from a beautiful Bahamas backdrop to a basement in Orno. Bumsies. Nothing like coming home, though. You've got all your stuff around you when you get home. I've got the mic that I like. Um, if you missed it, last week we were in the Bahamas on a quick golf trip. Didn't bring this microphone, and I'm a perfectionist, so I didn't like the uh, the sound of last week's podcast. That's a me problem. Thought about it all week. We'll probably think about it for the rest of my life. That's how things get in my head where I'm like, we could have done that better. But hey, you should always strive for, for perfection, right? Shouldn't just say, ah, that was good enough. There's not a single show that Jay and I did where I said that was perfect. There's not a single project in my life where I've done it and I said, that's exactly how I wanted it. There's always something that could have been done better. And I think that's an okay problem to have. I think that's an okay outlook on projects. Because once you think you've perfected it, then what's the point of doing it again? Those are my thoughts on life. I'm Dan O'Toole. Would sip everybody. I uh, hope you're doing well. Hope that uh, you're approaching life. Not trying to be perfect, but trying to improve day by day. Just try to keep your side of the street clean. That's what I do. So I lie down in bed. I'm like, I don't have to apologize to anyone. I didn't, I didn't do a single thing. I'm good. Um, we do have an email on. Well, I kind of gave uh, my corrections already. Uh, the audio quality, but the backdrop, if you watch the video portion from the Bahamas, it looked like a green screen. It looked like paradise, and let me tell you, it was. That sand on that beach behind me, 
was the best sand I've ever felt. It was like the ashtray sand at my grandma's apartment building. You know that perfect ashtray sand that they used to have when we used to have smokers in the house or smokers wherever? I'd always look at that. I'm like, oh, that'd be a nice beach. Give me some of that dart sand. That's what that beach was, dart sand. When I think about uh, things like that, smoking inside, I'm like, yeah, I'm pretty old. I've said this before. I wake up and I don't feel 48 years old. I still feel and act, I think, like a teenager. But something really hit me last week. Scrolling through Instagram and some feed put out Footage of the 1975 Toronto Maple Leafs coming out of the locker room, going out on the ice. And for all my life, I've looked back at family photos and all that stuff. And I'm like, hey, I grew up at a regular time. I'm not that old. It was the 70s. It wasn't that long ago. Now, when I look at video from the year I was born... I feel like I was born in the 1800s because the gear, the lighting, the video quality, it's a, it's a shot of reality when you're getting up there in years. But let me tell you though, for all you youngins, because the, the, the boomsies big with the youngins, people around the schoolyard, yeah, listen to the new boomsies. Oh Yeah. Is sticking out your gap for the Rizzler? Big time. I always thought you would feel like a hundred year old when you approached your 50s. That's how I always viewed it. I'm living proof. It's not that way. It's not that at all. It's all a mindset. Tim, would you agree? Because you're like 62. No, I feel old. Okay, thanks. So it's because Tim doesn't approach life with a zest like me. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, I was getting to my corrections. Hang on. Uh, we got an email about Danny Bahama. Uh, speaking of the Leafs, let's talk golf. This is uh, from our friend Seabass because he was talking about golf because uh, I was golfing in the Bahamas. I tried to get a tee time at one of my favorite golf courses and they are officially closed for the season. We haven't even gotten our first frost or snow. Do they want to make money? I should run for Premier of Ontario under that promise. Premier Bass will keep the golf courses open longer while ignoring everything else because politics suck. A bit long, but it works. It's a good, solid platform. I noticed that your Bahamas podcast sounded odd. It sounded like you were a call-in guest with a bad connection, and Tim sounded perfect. His audio was clean and crisp, sounded more like the host. Man, that's what I wanted to get to. Not pointing, pointing fingers, but someone mentioned in that uh, last email, told me to bring the microphones I brought when I wanted to bring this one. Not uh, pointing fingers saying so it was uh 
It was noted. So that gives me more to think about in the coming years of my life about my one podcast from the Bahamas. It'll be fixed, though, when we're in Vegas in December. Lots of interesting things in the works. They will still be tearing down from the F1 race, which is taking place this coming weekend, and from talking with anyone who's been to Vegas during the setup, who lives in Vegas during all of this. I don't know if it uh, is going to be back. I know they signed like a 10-year contract. But the headaches it has caused for one race. And they're calling for rain. Vegas never gets rain. And the forecast calls for rain. But the inconvenience it has caused for the entire strip. A, a city that already brings in millions upon millions of visitors. Is this really adding to the visitor count? Maybe the increase of hotel prices for this one weekend will make up for it. I don't know. I'm sure someone's going to come out with the figures. But from anyone I've talked to, they are not a fan of the F1 in Vegas. And the race is taking place at night, which is very cool. Because uh, you're going to have the Vegas backdrop of all the lights. Many things I wanted to get to this week. First off, the thing that brought me much joy. And I didn't, I didn't expect this reaction from myself. Because I had no vested interest. I, I didn't think it was a conspiracy. But something felt off. I'm talking Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. I thought he had entered into a friend zone. And not that Taylor Swift was using him or the NFL was using her, but I thought maybe there was there was something up. There was something amiss. And then the video emerged Sunday night. Taylor Swift had just finished a concert. She comes backstage, and because she's in a stadium, the backstage is not covered. So she's walking, walking backstage. The fans can still see her. She gives a big wave. And then the last 20 feet, she sees Travis Kelsey, sprints into his arms, and gives him a big old hug and kiss. And in that moment, I was happy. Who doesn't like to see love blossoming? And if you felt nothing watching that video, then I don't know what to say to you. There's all conspiracies out the window. You can't fake that. I watched it 20 times and I'm like, I love seeing this. The smiles on their faces. And then Travis in the crowd when she changed the lyric uh, of one of her songs to the guy on the Chiefs, he's smiling with her dad, wearing a really weird sweater. He's the weird sweater guy. He's the weird cardigan guy. That's him. And we've now 
got a uh, six degrees with Taylor Swift because Travis Kelsey was on J&I's show in L.A. when he was uh, promoting his dating show, Catching Kelsey. He came into our little closet studio, and I believe that show's on Netflix or it's on one of the streaming services, and the clip from our show is in the intro. We make it on to the Catching Kelsey show. So if Taylor and Travis have gone back and watched that show, then Taylor Swift has seen Jay and Dan. Bumsies. It's all coming together. So I was extremely happy about that. I was also happy to hear about um, the reports of Shohei Otani seen in Toronto. Several reports. When I see a report, I'm like, okay, how many likes or retweets does this have? And one of them had like 25 likes. And I'm like, I don't know if this is a legit person. But then I saw someone with a bit more clout on Twitter reporting that Otani was meeting with Jay's management. So as soon as I heard that, I'm like, give him whatever he wants. 12 years over 500 million is the projected contract that Otani will get. It's going to equate to, I think, like $44 million a year. If you're the Blue Jays. $50 million, Even before I saw these numbers. Even before I saw the around $44 million a year. I said the Jays should table to Otani. $50 million a season. And 1% or 2% ownership of the team. If you hear that and say, that's too much, I again repeat what I say to sports fans. It's not your money. What do you care? Why why care what a team spends on a player? It's not your money. So spend it. What do you care? You land a once, not even in a generation, a once-in-a-lifetime type player. If he continues at his current numbers, will go down as the greatest player in baseball history. Because he hits and he pitches. You will sell out every single game. The merchandising that comes with Otani. You can pay for your renovations that you're currently doing to the Rogers Center and you can pay for Otani and still have money left over. Your broadcast rights go up even though you you own the broadcast company that broadcasts the team so you just pay yourself for those I guess. You get national exposure. You're on so many games of the week. Your fan base grows exponentially when you get Shohei Otani. 
it is a no-brainer, along with bringing Joey Votto in. Not to devalue Joey Votto, but if you bring in Otani, Joey Votto will say, I'll take the league minimum. I'm in. I want to be part of this experience. So those are my thoughts on the Blue Jays. Just do it. Um, and then I was informed about the NHL series. What's this uh, series going on overseas? What's the title? Global series. The global series. Uh, give me the details here, Tim or Z Money. I did not know this was happening. I know it happens yearly. Are we supposed to be excited about this? Because in my mind, this is for the audience in which they're going to visit. It's not really something we're supposed to be excited about, is it? I mean, um, I guess it's it's the three-team tournament, the four-team tournament in Sweden. They're doing four teams this year. Leafs are there, so that's always a big deal. Leafs are these sends, regular season games? Like it's These not are a, regular season games, yeah. Okay. I think it's, see, you know, if you had told me you wanted to talk about this, I could have had my, all my well, research. Well, Tim, I did if it's something out. that's marketed by the NHL, it should be top of mind. So you and I are in the same boat. We know nothing about it. No, I know that it's taking place. I know that it's in Sweden. <laughs> I know that it's the Red Wings, the Wild, the Senators, and the, and the uh, Leafs. Okay. So okay. I'm way up on you on that one. And it's in Stockholm. It is in Stockholm. It is. Uh, see, now I found my notes from yesterday. And Max Domi's going to go visit Matt Sundin while he's there. He said Matt's always sends him pictures. He said it looks gorgeous. So he gets to visit uh, his dad's pal, someone who uh, I've seen pictures of Max as a child hanging out with uh, Sundin and, and Ty. Yeah, I'm sure they'll have a nice, lovely dinner together. Of course. Uh, so since 1997, the NHL staged 38 regular season games at venues outside of North America. They're playing four more games in this global series. Um, it's been in six different countries, nine cities total across two continents. Okay. So growing the NHL brand. Yeah. And you get about 13,000 people in that arena for, for these games. Okay. Uh, so, so that's something to look forward to. And uh, <laughs> although I, I, can't, I can't see myself watching those. And I just wanted to point out the fact that my preseason pick, my preseason Stanley Cup final pick, so far, he's looking pretty darn good after 14 games. I had the Bruins and Kings. Bruins currently 11-1-2. The Kings, 8-3-3. Three, and three. I'm just saying. Things are trending in Toolsy's direction. It's early. But hey, sometimes you just need to give yourself a, a pat on the back as we, uh, as we dive into Boomsies, Newsies. Um, there's a lot to get to. I, I covered a lot of it so far. The important stuff like Taylor Swift um, and Shohei Otani. My biggest stories of the week.
Well, I mean, as we talked about on the Monday edition of Boomsies. Oh, wait, the- Tim, I don't mean to jump in here, but I, I'm going yes, to. Yes, you do. Your thoughts on that video of Taylor and, and uh, Travis uh, embracing and kissing after her show. Did you feel anything? I, no, I don't care. It's, no. not, it's none of my business. Of course. Of course I hope they're didn't. very. I hope they're very happy. You didn't uh, smile. You didn't like get goosebumps. No, I don't give a shit. <laughs> oh, man. Why would I? It's none of my business. I hope they're very happy. I hope everything is great for them. They hope they stay together forever, but I don't give a shit. Tim, here's a legit question. I want you to answer honestly. Have you ever cried in a movie? Yeah, of course. All the time. Okay. Which movie? I mean, the one that gets me every time is the documentary Dear Zachary. I don't know if you've ever seen that. I'll put that on my uh, to watch list. Uh, yeah. The second time I watched it, I started crying like 30 seconds in. Oh boy. Okay. It's Zachary. Yeah. Okay. Field of Dreams? No, I didn't cry at Field of Dreams. Oh boy. That's waterworks every time. Uh, I cried at uh, two movies over the weekend. Rewatched Annie. I cried Annie. And I cried at Wizard of Oz. Okay. I digress. Tim, you were saying? As I was saying, we covered this on uh, Boomsies Monday, but we. Should talk about it again uh, after the Oilers beat the Islanders last night in their first game under new head coach Chris Knobloch. The uh, people are still talking about, you know, Jay Woodcroft getting gassed for no reason other than it seemed like they ran out of uh, ideas of what else to do. Correct. And uh, there is this very interesting trend going around that we've seen online of the list of Oilers head coaches all have a theme to them. Uh, it was Ken Hitchcock, Dave Tippett, Jay Woodcroft, Chris Knobloch. I mean, <laughs> it's... Uh, it's all it's, penis related. It's all penis related. It's all very, you know, interesting that that just happened. I don't know. Maybe Is it's there, a hockey are, thing. Are there any penis last name? Well... It'd be interesting if Pete Peters, the former goalie, was a, a coach because he would fit right in there. Or, you know, anyone named Dick. Dick Duff. Chess Dix, who just uh, recently passed away, was my color commentator up in Fort McMurray, he was instrumental in keeping the Fort McMurray oil barons in Fort McMurray. He could have been added to that list. He would have been top of the list. Chess Dix. What a legend. Well, I mean, he probably Thanks for that, get, Tim. He'd get fired anyway, so yeah, he qualifies. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about the NHL team valuations, Dan. Money, money. Oh, yes. This is big. It, this is something for Leafs fans to be happy about. Well, I mean, they're pretty much at the top of the list every year, right? The Leafs valuation this year, according to Sportico, uh, $2.65 billion, just wow. ahead of the New York Rangers at $2.45 billion. I'm assuming both of those are largely because of, you know, Madison Square Garden and uh, Scotiabank and all the real estate they own is probably a big part of it. And then the Canadians are the next Canadian team uh, at $2.27 billion. 
the top five teams are all original six teams, Leafs, Rangers, Canadians, Hawks, Bruins. If you look at what the Leafs, if you sold that team, what comes with it? It's like selling, obviously, the New York. I shouldn't say obviously, because I once said that at our old network, Tim. And um, our old boss, Mark Millier, I once said, obviously, on air. And he said, Dan, if it's that obvious, why do you have a job? And I never said it again. I'm like, that is a brilliant piece of advice for a young broadcaster. Never say obviously, because if it's so obvious, why do you have a job? But if you sold the New York Yankees, everything that comes with it, the logo alone. So if you sell the Leafs, that logo alone generates so much, let alone everything that comes with it. So same with the Habs, iconic logo, Rangers, Hawks, all those are iconic. You are buying not just a team, but you're buying a recognizable logo that everyone knows worldwide. So yeah, I see the the Leafs. I would say that's the most recognized. Actually, Habs would have a more iconic logo than the Leafs. Tim, would you agree with that? I would. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate it. Do we have time um, for anything else? Because we have to get to an interview. Uh, No, we can get to the interview now. Mm. This is big. On Monday night, uh, while I'm sitting, uh, like everyone does, scrolling on your phone before bed, we shouldn't do it, but we do. Because it's your, your only time alone where you can actually, okay, I can relax and focus on everything that's wrong in the world. But I found something that was right in the world. And that is my good friend, Gary Lawless, a day one employee with the Vegas Knights. He's a broadcaster. He also writes about the team. He put out the Stanley Cup book that the Knights uh, gave all their players and put up for sale. Gary Lawless sent out pictures from the White House because the Knights were there to visit uh, President Biden. Uh, They gave him a jersey. And Gary and I are from the same hometown of Peterborough, Ontario. So I was thrilled to see him experience that. And I'm even more thrilled to have him here on Boomsies. Gary, you were at the freaking White House. Please, please describe every single detail of your day on Monday. It was pretty... Surreal, I guess, is the yeah. Well, we we flew out here uh, from Vegas to Washington on Sunday, and on the plane out, I texted a couple of guys, the, the the high school pals of mine, guys I've known my whole life, said, "Hey, I'm going to the White House tomorrow," and they're like immediately, you know, when you were slobbering drunk at the pig's ear at when you were 15, we didn't have you going to the White House on the bingo card. So <laughs> life is. <laughs> life is crazy you know like i bumped into you in russia one time and then another <laughs> time right. I, was, I was at a party in new york city one night and i'm standing like in front of a fireplace and all of a sudden someone kisses me on the cheek 
and I'm getting ready to punch them, and I turn, and it's uh, <laughs> it's Dan O'Toole. So life is crazy. Uh, yes. You never know where you're going to end up. It, yeah, it was you know, we get on the bus from the from the hotel, takes us there. You know, like they we we get staged for a while, and then someone comes on the bus and says, "Let's go." You go through all this security as we're going through the last security. Uh, Air Force, uh, the Mar- the helicopter, Marine One, I think it's called. It ca- came in and landed. So as we were getting to the White House, Joe was coming back from, uh, you know, wherever he was, Delaware or Camp David. You, or- you're on a first name basis, of course, Joe. Well, it's funny. Uh, it, I do have a buddy, Joe, from Delaware, uh, but it's not <laughs> it's not Joe Biden. It's another no. Joe. He's uh, <laughs> and he actually came. He is friends. Joe, my Joe from Delaware is friends with. Joe Biden, and so when he and he when he found out we were going to be at the White House, he texted Joe and said, "Hey, Joe, it's Joe. I'm coming for this." And there he was. Like I, when I got into my seat yesterday, I looked over across the room, and there's my buddy Joe from Delaware. <laughs> two quite, Joes uh, from Delaware. Two Joes from Delaware. Well, uh, uh, President Biden actually was born in Scranton, Pennsylvania, but correct. Congress, yeah, he's he's from Delaware. Uh, anyways. Uh, it was really cool. The players and uh, coaches, management—you know—they were on the on the podium. They were the, the people that were. You know, Mark Stone uh, spoke and you know made a little joke to President Biden. It was it was very it was he did very well. But the rest of us, they treated us kind of like uh, VIP guests. And uh, you know, I got to the, I when I came the first time we went in, we did kind of a rehearsal, and then when we actually came, then they put us in a in a in the in a dining room, and we all kind of stood around and drank fancy lemonade, and then they said, "Okay, it's time to go in." And when we went in that time, they they directed us to where we needed to go. And I got to my seat, and there was a little uh, name tag with my name and the presidential seal sitting on my seat. So I quickly took a picture and then put that in my uh, in my in my suit jacket. So yeah, so just. Uh, Amazing, and then like the, the lots of, you know, all the all of the people from Las Vegas and Nevada that do work in Washington, lobbyists, uh, elected officials, uh, business people, they all found a way to get invited to this event, uh, and so they were all in there when the team came in, like this, it, you know, I, it. It was not dignified. They were like screaming and yelling. It was like being at a hockey rink. They, the Go Knights Go chant started, and uh, yeah, it was uh, it, it was really fun. And then it was neat to see the emotion on the face. Like when we walked in, when we came up out of security, came up through these stairs and into this big, I don't know how to describe it, just a, a big lobby. There was uh, a presidential uh, band, you know, uh, like uh, violins and cellos and str- string quartet playing "We Are the Champions." Yeah, and then, wow. a- and then when the team came in, the music that they played was uh, "Viva Las Vegas." It, it, you know, they, they were uh, they were prepared like they did. They did it very nicely, and the president and was. I'm not a political guy. I'm not, uh, I don't have, uh, I, I live in the United States, but I'm Canadian. I can't vote. So it's kind of, you know, 
It's not yeah. my it's not my sickness. I'm not into it. I <laughs> so the president was uh, I didn't know what to expect, but he was uh uh he was great. He was uh you know, had a big smile on his face and everybody seemed to be enjoying the moment. They gave him a gold stick, which was really neat and uh yeah, it was uh uh, for a kid from Peterborough, Ontario, to be uh, in that moment, it was, yeah, I, don't, I, I haven't done much right, uh, but uh, I fall every time I fall, I seem to, I fall into a, a pile of manure and I end up smelling like a rose. And yesterday I was in the rose garden, so there you have it. Well, I was talking to my brother Vince, and I said, Vince, I'm talking to Gary. Um, has anyone else from Peterborough, Ontario, ever been invited to the White House? But then we started thinking we're like wow there's gonna there's obviously some hockey players that have been on stanley cup winning teams so i thought maybe you were the first but for other hockey players they would have visited before you so you're probably one of about a dozen from our hometown to ever make it into the white house yeah i'm sure there's more than that but uh uh i'm just trying to think of who's won the stanley cup from peterborough like Corey perry but he's not really from peterborough he's kind of right well we looked it up roger nielsen was a video coach with the oilers but uh, i don't think they they go to the white house they didn't start going to the white house House till 1991 and plus the canadian teams don't go right yeah no no uh i bet you Corey stillman has been that name is popping out for some reason uh but anyways i'm sure uh oh you know what the the rangers they won in uh, 94 steve larmer uh, and Dick Todd was a coach on that team as well, an assistant coach. Go. So, uh, yeah, you know what I mean? Dick yeah. Todd has the first tee off at my golf course every day of the summer. Hey, Gary, you were in one of the most secure places on earth. Did it feel that way? No, no. As a matter of fact, uh, I don't want to get anyone fired, but I had to go <laughs> do an interview and I left the grounds to go do the interview. And then I said I, I wanted to come back in, and the Secret Service was, was like, no, you can't come back in. And then I'm like, it's just like I was trying to sneak into a, sneak into a bar in Peterborough. I'm like, well, come on. I, you know, I just went out to the bus. You guys you saw me. I didn't, you know. It's like I went out and I had a dart. Yeah, let me back in. <laughs> so they did. They, they escorted me back in, which uh, was, uh, yeah, I probably, I probably shouldn't have talked about that, but uh, that's what happened, so. Uh, yeah. What does the White House smell like? Does it smell like oh, an old nice. house? No, 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 no. It's uh, everything is polished and uh, like there's no dust. It was uh, and it, like it's so cool. Like we the where the part we were in the East Wing, so you know there's like, like they have all these great portraits, all the first ladies, uh, lots of the presidents. Like I just kind of like you know. I'm touring along, and there, and all of a sudden, there's JFK. Uh, there's Jimmy. Jim, I'm a big. I love Jimmy Carter. I think he's just like one of those great human beings. Uh, and then, uh, and then I stumbled upon Obama, his portrait. Uh, it, it, that was there was a, a, a statue of Abraham Lincoln. He doesn't have a beard in the statue. All that stuff was was cool. I had to sneeze at one point in time, and I didn't have a. I'm like I didn't want a Kleenex, and someone just hands me this. Uh, it's over there. I can't grab it because uh, I don't want to jump off the camera. A, Anyways, a White House napkin? Yeah, exactly. A White House napkin. Yes. Yeah. Did they yeah. serve you food at the White House? They did. Yeah. Yeah. They So before we went in, they had uh, lemonade, iced tea, and water. And then when we came out, they had us all in this uh, in this dining room. And they were they had, 
you know, people were walking around serving stuff and, uh, I, uh, I, I tasted something, but then I was afraid to, I didn't want to like choke and have to get the Heimlich in the, in the White House. So I said, uh, I'll, uh, I, I haven't missed too many meals. I'm, I'll be okay. I'm not going to, uh, I'm not going to fade away because I didn't have, have a, uh, have a beef Wellington. Uh, so I, uh, I waited till, uh, waited till later to get something to eat. Gary, uh, we are so proud of you, buddy. A day one employee with the Knights. You're representing uh, our hometown of Peterborough, Ontario, uh, very proudly. And uh, we couldn't have been happier for you to to live that moment. And uh, we lived it along with you, my friend. Since it's Grey Cup week, I have yeah. a little... Uh, do you talk about the Grey Cup on your show? Eh, not really, but okay. we can hear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, when the team was winning the Stanley Cup, Late in the third period of game five against the Florida Panthers, I got a text message from Michael, Michael Shea, the head coach of the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. And his text message was, how many people have a Grey Cup ring and a Stanley Cup ring? And uh, I will be, uh, I am fortunate enough to be on that list. I was with the Toronto Argonauts in 1996 when the team had Doug Flutie. Your your viewers in the United States will know who Doug Flutie is. He was our yep. quarterback, and we won the, the the team won the Grey Cup in Hamilton in 1996, and I got a Grey Cup ring. Okay, and, so you you're the answer to that. Is there anyone else? Are you the only one with a Stanley well, Cup and a Grey Cup ring? Wayne Gretzky, because he won Stanley Cups with the Edmonton Oilers, and he owned the Toronto Argonauts. Okay. In, when they won in uh, with the Rocket Ishmael ran the kickback in uh, yep. in Winnipeg and someone threw a beer can at him from the stands. Uh, so Wayne Gretzky has both. Lionel Big Train Conacher. Oh. Jerry James, the famous great great hockey player, great running back in the Canadian Football League, and Joey Moss, who was. So before Wayne Gretzky married Janet Jones, he dated a woman named Vicky Moss and her little brother, um, uh, 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 Down syndrome. And Joey just passed away. He was a, a, a great friend to many people. Uh, Wayne took him to the rink and he quickly became part of the Oilers staff and worked in the dressing room for the Oilers. And then when winter ended and hockey was over, the guys that uh, that ran the dressing room for the, the Edmonton football team, then called the Eskimos, now called yep. the Elks. They said, Joey, you come on over. So in the 80s, when the Oilers and the Eskimos, Warren Moon was the quarterback for the Edmonton Eskimos, Hall of Famer, when they were winning, that's why Edmonton's called the City of Champions, because in the 80s they were winning the Stanley Cup every year and winning the Grey Cup everywhere, every year. Joey was collecting a ring, like – Every year, he was getting two for quite a while. So he's the he's the clubhouse leader. He's probably got four or five of each. Um, uh, so, anyways, uh, but I'm the like I'm the I'm the last guy on the I'm the guy that no one will get when they when they when they ask the trivia question who has both. I'll be the person that no one knows about and and stumps everyone except for the viewers of Boomsies. In the newest edition of Trivial Pursuit, when that question is asked, everyone that listens to Boomsies now knows the answer. Yeah. Gary Lawless. Going to see him soon when uh, I'm in Vegas. 
He's just so generous, too. He's like, hey, you want tickets to the game when you're here? I'm like, sure. My buddy Brian Hatfield's in Vegas uh, at the end of November. He's like, anyone else you want tickets? I'm like, yeah, oh, sure. I'll take them. So good to see a, a Peterborough boy in the White House and not getting kicked out. Uh, I forgot to mention this is episode 94. The Ryan Smith episode. As uh, my good friend Perry always uh, points out to me, uh, Tim and Z Money, Zed Money, we are quickly approaching episode 100. And Perry asked me each week, what's planned for episode 100? And I, uh, I say, Perry, nothing. And he said, well, you guys should get on that. So I'm putting this on your radar. Producer Tim and Zed Money. We are six away from 100. There better be something. No pressure. Have a great week. Make sure you hug someone and make sure you're nice because it doesn't cost you anything. See ya. Welcome to Boomsies with Daniel Tuzzi. Live from Orno in the heart of Ontario. Oh, baby, Boomsies. Thanks for listening to Boomsies.